0: Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Korean Ninja podcast. I'm your host Korean Ninja and this week I'm talking to Helen Verenina, and she is a dentist but also a vegan and a whole food plant-based vegan at that. And I first met her at Lucy Stagley's Roar event with Dr. Kim Williams. I think it was called Young at Heart. And he was talking about cardiovascular disease. And it was a wonderful event, as all of Lucy's events are. And Helen was talking about a whole food plant-based diet and a vegan diet, but whole food plant-based in relation to oral care And I had never thought about this before. And I'm not sure if this is everyone's cup of tea, but I have never had any issues with my teeth until I was 22. And then I got cavity after cavity after cavity. And it has improved on a whole food plant-based diet, definitely. But after talking to Helen, I have a little ways to go with things I need to tweak and things I need to tweak from my kids because I have, I have come a long way with my sugar obsession and now I have decreased. You know, I used to have lots of sugar pre-vegan. I had all the sugars all the time, which is why I had all the cavities. But, you know, I've decreased over time and and now I pretty much only have sugar that's not fruit sugar in the form of date syrup or maple syrup, but I still probably have a little bit too much of those and I still, if, if there are dates in the house or bliss balls in the house made from dates, I have, they are not my friend and I love them. So, and if I bake for the kids, if I bake something for school, I normally sweeten it with apple sauce and banana, but if it's not sweet enough and I know that they, or I think that they're going to turn their noses up at it, I will add some extra maple syrup or dates. Syrup and so, yeah, talking to Helen about that has really helped me. There's just so many great insights into how to look after your mouth, and you think you know, I thought I was all over, it. and I flukily, I was all over in some areas, and then other areas, not so much. But it's been fascinating talking to her because oral care, if our mouth is diseased. It affects the rest of our body. You know, I think it can... Now, I should look this up, but I remember reading somewhere about gum disease contributing to heart disease, and we're all one system, and it just makes so much sense that if your mouth isn't in good shape and your, your gums are bleeding and your teeth are you know, eroding in your mouth, that that needs to be addressed. So I was very excited to have Helen on the show talking about fats in the diet, like saturated fat. And she only touches on it at the very end because we talked so much. Look, we started out talking about animals and veganism because we're both passionate advocates for the animals. And then we got so lost talking about sugars and the teeth, and that was wonderful that we got, the episode decided to run for ages. So anyway, long story short, we did cover calcium and saturated fats, which is why she recommends a whole food plant-based, low-fat vegan diet for optimal oral care, which is, I, I loved hearing about it because for lots of people, they would say, oh, well, you need... Meat and bone broths and dairy for for good oral care, and so I loved having her debunk that myth and and talk about the the damaging impacts of saturated fats on our on our mouth and on our teeth and gums so yes, it was fascinating. Her tips are really really great tips at the end, so wait till the end, and after the tips we started talking about toothbrushes and toothpastes and what's the ideal one. And my mind was blown, so I am sure that yours will be too. So definitely stay around to the very end to hear what she has to say about the optimal toothbrushes and toothpastes for your mouth. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this episode because I really did. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. I put out new episodes every Monday slash Tuesday and I love hearing from everyone. So if you enjoyed this episode or you something stood out for you, please message me or please put it in the comments after the show notes or put it in the thread for Facebook or Instagram because I was fascinated. If you have something to say, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear from you and we can have a little, wow, did you know this? Because I had no idea. Little comments party about the things that we learned in this episode and what was the most mind-blowing piece of information that Helen delivered to you during the episode. Because I know that mine was like, wow, that's fascinating stuff. Yeah. So I'll see you all at the end of the episode. Enjoy. So hello, Helen, and welcome to the show. Hello, Corinne and uh, thank you for having me. You are absolutely welcome. We have just been talking for for those of you listening, Helen has a cockatoo living in her house and he was making some sound before. So you may hear him again throughout the recording. But my family also have a cockatoo and so we were just we've just been <laughs> chatting about birds and how incredibly smart and wise and strong-willed they can be. So <laughs> it was very nice to share our experiences with our bird friends before we started the interview. What is your what is your bird's
1: name? Rocky and Roger. Rocky is a sulfur-crested cockatoo, and uh, I am pleased to report that he has settled down, so hopefully we won't hear too much of him. And Roger the galah, he's um, very, very pretty, but uh, very, very naughty.
0: Oh, very, very naughty. Maybe it's just the galah. I've now met two that are naughty, so... (laughs) (laughs)
1: You wouldn't expect it from him by looking at him, but, uh, yes, you just got to watch out.
0: <laughs> yeah, Does he but, bite uh, you
1: still? He only bites me when somebody better is around. If my dad comes over or a friend comes over and he wants to spend more time with them, then I can't go near him. But uh, when uh, no one's around, then I can kiss him and I can hug him, I, I can scratch him, and uh, he loves all that. But uh, when somebody's better is around, then... Forget about me oh. <laughs> whereas Rocky the the cockatoo uh, he loves me I'm number one, and every, everyone else follows after me
0: oh well, at least one of them is adores you and you're number one <laughs> yes. all the time a hundred percent of the time
1: hundred <laughs> percent if I'm in the kitchen, he's there if I'm studying. He's there. He goes, he walks around the house after me all the time. He won't be by himself.
0: Can I ask you, have you ever accidentally tripped on them? Because I find when they're under your feet, they're a little, a little, like my mum has a little miniature fox terrier and you just, I'm so frightened of stepping on them, which is one of the reasons why I haven't rescued a rabbit or anything because I'm just so concerned that one of the kids or I are going to step on it when it's walking after us. Yeah.
1: Well, I've heard stories of stories like that with other people, but uh, yeah. I've been lucky. I, uh, because I've had birds my whole life, I uh, I'm just so used to Uh, watching where I step and not only that there is poo around they go around pooping everywhere so I don't want to step into that either (laughs) so I'm just I'm just used to walking around the house on my tippy toes
0: Well, fair enough, fair enough. I, that's a very, you know, you'd be a very good burglar now, you know, because you're so used <laughs> to being light on your feet. Let, let's put it
1: this way they've conditioned me. Yeah.
0: They,
1: they, they have trained me. They walk around the house like kings, but yeah. they've trained me to tippy toe.
0: <laughs> so I've obviously given you a little a short introduction, but. Could you just start at the beginning on your own journey cuz it sounds like even just from hearing about your bird your birds that you've had a love for animals for a really long time. Oh,
1: um absolutely. I uh it goes back a long way. It's um when I look back and when I think about how this uh, this journey started, it goes back to as long as I can remember myself probably from the age of three. And I uh, always found animals um, very cute and very um, uh, perceptive and receptive. And uh, you just uh, have to look into a dog's eyes to to fall in love with them. And uh, I always had this affection for animals and uh, I was always very protective and I remember watching um, movies uh, in um, movie scenes with animals being hurt and uh, I was uh, immensely affected by that. Um, I also remember I originally come from from the Ukraine, uh, Kiev, and um, there are lots of homeless dogs and cats there. And uh, that always broke my heart I remember I remember going to school and uh, seeing all these cats and dogs and a lot of them were uh, diseased in one way or another and uh, i I felt very sorry for them and I remember giving them my lunch uh, thinking that i'll I'll come I'll get home and I'll get dinner at home but they won't they won't have any food during the day so I'd give them my lunch. Uh, and just wait for my dinner, and the, the just the look in their eyes was incredible. Oh,
0: that's so uh, heartbreaking.
1: It, yes, so um, animal suffering affected me from a very young age, and I, I couldn't quite understand um, how um, how other people were indifferent to it. Um, I also remember a few pivotal moments in my life. Uh, I had a chicken. My dad brought a pet, uh, I should say uh, not a pet chicken, but he brought uh, three little chicks home and only one of them survived. But she grew into a big fat chicken uh, with big fat thighs. She used to shovel them very, very quickly uh, to run towards the door like a dog would when I come home from school. And she used to sit on my lap while I would study and eat dinner. And um, a lot of the times, I would eat chicken soup while she was sitting on my lap. Oh, uh huh, yes. And and I remember, I remember that moment, just wondering, just making the connection between the two, and just wondering about how. How is it that this is chicken soup and this is a chicken and how, how is it that the same name applies to both? So I started figuring out what actually happens and I just couldn't believe that um, adults and especially my parents could be a part of <laughs> turning a chicken into a chicken soup and uh, and i just trusted that um that the animal dies and then we consume them so the all these naive thoughts from a <laughs> from a little child how old uh, were you then um maybe 3 maybe 4 oh wow uh, very young uh but it's only later that I realised that, uh, no, they don't drop dead for us to eat them. They actually get killed. And then I fabricated a story in my head that they uh, they get shot very quickly. And anyway, we, we now know that's not the case either. So it was an evolution of thoughts to um, to come to a conclusion that actually something's not quite right with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how old are you when you became well vegetarian or vegan?
1: I was 16. I became vegetarian. I uh it would have happened a lot earlier if I felt that um it would be accepted and supported. Um in fact it was quite a um yes, it was very challenging because my family didn't understand it. They didn't quite support it. I um I sort of had to go against the current in the way, and I think it was only at the age of sixteen that I felt that I had um, I had the capacity to do that. But uh, I think the decision was made a lot younger than sixteen, but the sixteen was the was the age for me. Yeah,
0: I, I, lots of families find it. right. I think so many parents are frightened because of lack of information about the damaging health impacts of a, a child that, that's growing yeah. and de- in a developing body going vegetarian or or a vegan and having to cook two meals and all those things. So I can imagine how your parents, you know, f- were feeling. But I, you know, it's it's hard when well now with with my own children, you know, I, I'm aware of how to raise them healthy. So you know, you, I've got a different, yes. completely different. Because of a different culture and different society and a different education and all of those things.
1: Yes. You, um, I guess being a parent, um, you love your kids so much and I think it's, it'd be quite uh, frightening to, to do something, even though it's in line with your values, but uh, if you're hearing left, right and centre that it's not a healthy way of being, um that it's probably very very frightening for your child not to to possibly not get all the nutrients and not uh, develop uh, properly so I un- understand the fear that's involved in that but of course uh, now we have a plethora of uh, research and um, studies in support of a plant-based um, Diet that um, it's, it's very, very easy these days with the right information and um, uh, I guess a little bit of research and relearning uh, and, uh, and a good understanding of how beneficial a plant based diet is. But yes, back in the days. Our parents didn't
0: know this. No, my mum would have had a heart attack, honestly, <laughs> if I had have gone vegetarian or vegan. It. You know, I, I am the only reason why they tolerate me being vegan now. If I just went vegan, because I had my multiple sclerosis health issue, oh. they're super supportive because they don't want me to get sick. Right. But if I just went vegan for the animals back in 2008, Instead of going plant based for my health, they they would have they, they it, it just wouldn't they would have been a nightmare honestly.
1: Well, it would have benefited you your health anyway, but they wouldn't, have known, that, they right. wouldn't they have, would have known
0: that. Of course, they wouldn't have known. Absolutely. Well, just because they were farmers, you know, so they right they all their friends were dairy farmers. They all grew up dairy farmers. Both of them, you know, they were beef. Farmers and sheep farmers, and you know they just yeah they didn't see they 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 still they they've softened a lot, but they still they still are can really conditioned to see those those animals that that we eat as as different utility yeah like yeah. like they now they will say oh you know it is I, I I couldn't kill and if that dad says I, you know I couldn't kill them myself anymore. You know, or I couldn't. And he feels he can see the suffering now and he's aware that, but he's still, the language that he uses and the way that he speaks about animals is still that they're.
1: Corinne, do you think, am I allowed to ask you a question?
0: Yes, of course.
1: (laughs) Do you think that he's... um... Uh, his uh, change of perspectives uh, have been a result of your
0: uh, your views. Yeah, look, yeah, I do, I do think so. He has softened a lot himself over the years because you know he used to. All of my, I say to my husband because I mean, whenever an animal dies, my we don't have any pets in our house at the moment. We have a dog that visits during the day, and mm-hmm. and because I've lost so many pets sorry i hate calling them pets but that's how they were called in my house that i think of them as companion animals and and i don't think of them as for me but we had a lot i had a lot of what we called pets back when i was growing up and they and a lot of them died and my dad when they got sick my dad just shot them They they didn't go to the vet he just shot them and and so my kids will often say oh you know Oh my gosh, it's so sad that Lily, my recently our, do- our family dog passed away and they took it to the vet because they haven't been able to, he hasn't been able to because he softened. So over the years, he, mm-hmm. the, the animals that they've had that have passed away, he's had to get the vet to do it because he hasn't been able to do it. But for many years of my life, he just was like, that's just a dog. That's just a cat. I'll just, wow. and he could just shoot. Like he just said, he wants to, He didn't want them to suffer. So it was always for him. He wanted yes. it to be quick and fast and yes. inexpensive because they didn't have much money. So he's just like, I have a yes. gun. I can do it very quickly. And he would just be like, they're suffering, Corinne. This is just, just matter of fact. You know, he didn't have as much emotion about it. Yeah. But, but now he says, because people around the neighborhood would bring their sick animals to him to shoot. Other farmers in the area, and I was like, Dad, they're making you get pieces of your soul get lost when you're shooting a puppy in the head, Dad. Like, that's you can't. How can you do that? So, but now he's, you know, now because I've talked to him so much about, you know, he once I was sitting in a paddock with Iggy, and we were looking at all the cows came around us. You know how they do because yep. they're super curious and beautiful, and they were all staring at Iggy like really curious because he was about, this is my son, and he was about one and a half, and it was beautiful, and I heard my mum say to my dad, that one will kill well, P- picking out one of the larger cows, uh-huh. as in it has lots of meat
1: Yes, on it. Oh, right. And right. she
0: said it in front of Iggy, and I was mortified. I was sitting having this beautiful moment, and she just said, that one will kill well, like it was nothing more than money. Yeah. And I... Oh, and, and he's wow. and and they were both like Corinna. I said, "Mom, not," blocked Iggy's ears. You know, And I said, "Please, for goodness' sake, we're looking at these beautiful beasts, and you're, you've just said that." And I found I found it so offensive that they were just like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous!" You know, Dad calls me Duck. Don't be ridiculous, Duck. This is what they're for. We've given them a good. We've given them a good life. You know, wouldn't you love to live on this beautiful farm and get to walk around eating all this grass? You know, we raise them by hand and that's really great. Other animals suffer a lot more than these these people have. And I said, but they're only two. You're going to kill them when they're two years old. They can live to 20. And I said, you know, if Kanye West asked me if I could, I can live and have a private jet and fly around and have everything that I wanted for two years, though, and then they're going to shoot me in the head. I'd say, hey, Kanye, I think I'll try and make it on my own. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just a bizarre way of thinking. We give them a good life, but then we shorten it by up to eighteen years, <laughs> and yeah. we eat it. It's you know, no human would say, "Oh, you know, you give me a good life, but then you can shoot me in the head when I'm five years old." Mm. It's a yes. bizarre way of thinking. So, from those types of conversations, I think that both of them have been like, "Well, I fair." Well, they they start rolling their eyes at the start, but I think that a lot of those conversations have gone in a bit, but. Not a hundred. I haven't haven't swayed them to go vegan, even though that's my dream.
1: Yes, but it's interesting when you talk about your father that he has connected with the suffering in some way, whereas before he totally totally rejected the notion.
0: I think it's difficult when people are. You know, my dad is a farmer, and from both vegetables and crops to to animal agriculture and i think when you're so for a lot of people i think you know sometimes you like to paint them all that everyone who's not a vegan that it's you know ethically bankrupt morally bankrupt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think that you know he he was born that way and he started working when he was you know working on the farm when you're about 4 years old mm-hmm. and every day is work school long days 7 days a week when do you have time to educate yourself and become informed on these things when it's just the way of life and the other thing is uh,
1: when that, that is the only thing you know how to do it's the only skill have in life, um, it's very hard to to even think of changing that because training and learning and relearning is is quite a challenging task. Um, so he was he knows how to do this. He brings money. It uh, it's not easy to. To retrain and change and uh, change all the equipment, and he knows how to do this.
0: And, um, exactly, and his whole his whole identity was wrapped up in it. You know.
1: Yes, so it's um, it's easy to to distance yourself from it. It's easier to distance yourself from it than to to actually look at it directly and to um, to acknowledge that something. It's to change and that's very hard to change.
0: Mm, absolutely. And the good thing is he did um, go on to abandon that and become an artist, a painter. So now he's a retired painting man. So he, he paints cattle instead of sending them off to slaughter. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is much improved for me. I'm, ha- I'm very happy that he's no longer participating in that world anymore. Excellent. I It's very,
1: very interesting to hear your story, actually.
0: Yeah. So, your parents were they farmers or in the Ukraine? No. Or? Oh no. Uh, my mother is a,
1: is a nurse and my father is an engineer. They, they've, they've never farmed animals. I guess they they are they are uh, part of the consumption cycle. Yes. They're not, they're not plant based now. No, they're not. And sadly, they're not because uh, Dad had a heart attack and that was very. Uh, very scary for everyone, for the whole family, and we didn't know whether he would um, survive that or not or whether he would uh, wake up crippled, whether he would make it. Luckily, he's made it, but uh, I've spoken to my parents many times and uh, when you think that my mother is a nurse, uh, a medical practitioner, you'd think that she would have some interest and um, capacity to hear the message and would be at least interested, but um, not a slightest. Um, I think the only, the achievement that I um, see is that they've gone from thinking that um, being a vegetarian is an eating disorder to actually accepting that I am a vegan.
0: Mm. And how was that um, <laughs> I think through no choice
1: perhaps <laughs> I think I didn't give them a choice mm. uh, they've just observed my journey over the years and because it's been so long, they just had to come to terms with it and they've heard um, some of my talks and they uh, they even came to the um, uh, to the vegan um, uh, what's it called? The vegan, the the spring vegan festival. When I was on the panel there, and uh, they turned up to that, and uh, I I really think they're they're certainly not rejecting the message anymore. And I I I, I, I am sincerely concerned about them because um, all these diseases that uh, their friends are getting, and and they're not in the best of health. And I I would love to. Um, for them to transition, considering the evidence that we have, but uh, I uh, I think there is a lot of resistance there.
0: Like every guest on this show, you know, we've all got we got to go through those phases where we're we're really, for want of a better word, cramming <laughs> cramming plant based health down our family members' throats, and and then that's often met with strong resistance and then the more you you know the more they see you talk and the more they see you just living a healthy life and the more they witness their friends ill health you know slowly slowly you start to see you know some people they they just magically do it overnight and they just make the connection and a lot of us our parents are, are slow but at least I think th- some of them start making the connection or they start wanting to just try eating more whole fruits and vegetables and legumes and grains because they are just a bit frightened of, you know, once they get to, my parents are in their late 60s and they see their friends getting different types of cancers and different conditions. And I do think that, you know, for me, my parents are more... Like, oh, gosh, I have to. My dad's the problem. He's a junk he's a junk food addict. So he's a yeah. real tricky person for my mum to be in the house with because she would be really on board. But my dad is just always buying biscuits and sweets and cakes. He's got a real sweet tooth. And so it's really difficult for my mum to ignore the non-vegan food in the pantry.
1: Mm, yeah, this is a similar story. I think we all share a similar story.
0: Yeah. Well, yours I wish that I'd been vegan and vegetarian for as long as what someone like you has who made the connection much much younger it took me a long time. So on to that because I don't want to take up all your time I just find it fascinating talking to people about about this type of thing. So you you're a, you're a dentist and you've been yes. vegan now for many years by the sounds of it
1: vegan about 10 10 years I uh, would say I, I have to stop and think about 10 years vegetarian for about for over 2022 20, 23 something like that wow so, e- e- estimating i've yes, lost uh, yes. i've lost track of time to be honest
0: <laughs> and i listened to your talk at the i, I f- I'm not sure if it was the like Dr. Kim Williams Symposium run by Raw yes. Events. That was that the one? Yes, the one? yes, yes, it was.
1: Um, yes. I forgot what it was called, but uh, it, was it nutrition and healthcare? Young and at healthcare? Heart. Young at heart. Yes.
0: Mm. yes, I loved that, and I loved listening to you speak there. And I've wanted you on the show ever since then, but we've just been. <laughs>
1: Take Too you. busy.
0: Too busy, and we've, we're finally <laughs> here. And I really, you're the first dentist we've have on this show. have had on this show, and when you were talking about it, I think a lot of people worry about dent that the dental, you know, the, de- the health of their teeth and gums without things like calcium, without or well, mostly calcium. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on the show is because I've had family members. Who have really been pushing, pushing, pushing the Western a price mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. diet mm-hmm. for for because of dent because of concerns about dentistry? And I had them, you know, saying to me, "Oh, you know, well look at the and like literally on a projector showing me the deformed skulls and teeth of all these people I- that, <laughs> that didn't have dairy and meat." in their life uh-huh. and saying, you know, your kids, you know, you're guinea pigging your kids to this vegan diet and they're going to have deformed skulls like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. these images on their slides. And Western at Price, you know, he studied populations all around the world and other people with good teeth for people who ate, you know, organ meats and meats and tons of butter and dairy and when i listened to your talk i was like oh thank goodness <laughs> mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. kids teeth if my kids heads aren't deformed the teeth have all grown in perfectly and i do think it's probably <laughs> just stood out yep. and they're, they're big yeah. adult teeth for, in my in iggy he's got he's getting his adult teeth and they're looking beautiful and they're well spaced out and you know we've had no real problems but you know what but before he had any teeth and this was being presented to me, I was thinking, "Oh gosh, I hope you're not right," but I really don't think you are. So, please, can you just share a bit of your wisdom on a plant, whole food, plant-based diet in relation to to dental care?
1: Oh, I'd love to set this message straight, please. <laughs> but- The myths I hear on daily basis are incredible. And um, you were talking about that conference, um, I think it was a year or two ago, Uh, and what I found, um, that the feedback that I had from people is that a lot of this stuff that I was saying, which um, to me seems common sense, um, the members of the public don't know it. Uh, And uh, it's... um, it's almost as if health conscious uh, percentage of the populations who turn up to these events, um, they actually know a lot about general health. They know about coronary heart disease because there's been a lot of publicity from uh, from the big names in uh, medicine who have been researching it and who made it, made this evidence um, available to everyone but not many dentists have been talking on the subject and um, I almost found that um, a lot of people they they know about general health but they really don't uh, understand um, much about uh, oral health and they were very interested in that Um, and uh, look I, uh, I would like to I would like listeners to understand the the situation with plant-based nutrition and oral health and there are lots of points to cover but the main thing uh, probably one of the biggest messages that I will give you and I'll sum it up in one word sugar. Uh, it is uh, oral diseases are 100% preventable uh, and no one, no one needs to have them However, oral diseases are just like coronary heart disease, like some forms of cancer, some autoimmune diseases. They are triggered by a bad diet or when I say bad diet, let's let's call it the Western diet. It's not necessarily, they're not necessarily caused by meat or dairy, and I'll talk about that uh, separately perhaps, but um, they are caused. So, if when we talk about um, dental decay or dental caries, uh, holes in the teeth, and I see a lot of it in vegan patients, uh, and uh, I I couldn't tell you whether uh, I see it at a similar, but probably similar frequency to the rest of the population. Now, sugar, sugar, sugar. What happens is when we consume sugar, whether it's processed sugar such as sucrose, whether it's processed fructose, which is extracted from fruit, Uh, whether it's um, some of the more natural syrups such as agave syrup, uh, molasses, that's another common one, and a whole spectrum of other syrups, uh, or honey for that matter, anything that's got sugar in it. uh, will. um, So there are bacteria that we have in our mouth, and the, the, the one that's of interest in particular is streptococcus mutans. Uh, this bacteria has been linked with um, with caries, and they consume this sugar. As a waste product, they produce acid, and this acid demineralizes, or in other words, takes minerals out of um, our teeth, and that's how decay is caused. Now, the interesting thing is. Um, This can happen if you have something sweet once a day, let's say, this will happen, but these bacteria will produce acids. These acids will naturally clear because saliva is a natural buffer and saliva will get um, stimulated and it will actually clear all these acids and buffer them. So that's perfectly fine if you have something sweet once or twice a day. However, if you snack on sweets um, throughout the day, which is actually what a lot of people do, uh, the balance will shift in favour of um, acids. So the the oral environment will become consistently um, acidic and that's when there is no break from these acids and saliva will not be able to clear, clear it in time. And it's this acidic environment that causes decay to happen. So it's about... Um, it's about establishing a balance between actually being able to consume something sweet, which we which we all do, uh, and there is sugar in um, in fruit um, and uh, doing it too much. And unfortunately, um, most packaged foods have added sugar. And uh, a lot of health-conscious vegans uh, consume agaves, they consume juices, they consume smoothies. These are all forms of sugar. They will all contribute to the frequency of sugar intake and therefore cause decay.
0: So can I interrupt? Can I, because I like a smoothie every now and again. I, I used to like them a lot more and have them all the time, but nowadays I find that they don't stick stick to me, so I prefer to have a bowl of oats. But if you were having, say, a smoothie or a juice, now we don't have, we don't have, ju- like my family don't, we used to have, we have a juicer, but we don't juice very often anymore either because of the same thing. I was just like, well, I remember reading, I don't know if it was Dr. Gregor or Dr. Clapper or who it was, but they were just yeah. saying, you know, you need all the fibre and that's what you need. Yes. You're just drinking this yes. juice juices, a high-calorie drink, Yes, without the fiber, isn't that great so I've st- i stopped doing that several years ago now, but what I was wondering is you know there's obviously fruitarians out there and people out there if yes. you if you had a fruit drink, yes, and you rinsed with water afterwards, does that yes. help or a is little that a-
1: bit a little bit
0: a little bit,
1: but not a lot so if you have so fruit juice is totally unhealthy. The only benefit of uh, fruit juice is vitamin C, but you don't even need to concentrate vitamin C like that. You can just have a fresh fruit, which has plenty of vitamin C. So essentially what you are doing by juicing, you are extracting uh, fructose uh, and vitamin C and maybe a few other nutrients from a wholesome fruit. And not only you're damaging your teeth with this concentration, uh, concentrated form of sugar, but also your liver uh, and, uh, and other organs as well. Uh, Will so what uh, the other thing to note is that um, juices are high, highly acidic as well, and that can cause a different condition that's called dental erosion. Uh, so where enamel doesn't necessarily decay, but it just dissolves, uh, and you lose enamel on your teeth through this erosion. If you rinse with water straight after, yes, you are neutralising some of those acids, but you can never neutralise enough, unfortunately, and you can never wash all the sugar away because uh, there is still some bacteria that will consume some of that sugar uh, and will still cause decay. So you you literally can't clear all those acids and all those sugars and bacteria don't need much. They don't actually eat all that sugar that you put in your mouth and eat a little bit.
0: Uh, It's so frightening because you know, I, I even with me, I probably still consume – because with oats, with the sugar from, like, oats – because I brush my teeth first thing in the morning. Good. And then I rinse. I, I just don't I, – I I don't like my mouth. As soon as I wake up, I have to brush my teeth. I just can't walk out my bedroom without having it done. That's where I start, and then I brush them. So I, br- I brush and I floss irregularly, but – as often as i can remember i have it in my purse in my handbag in my <laughs> floss and i brush in the evening but i don't brush other times of the day when i should and I've, look i will brush if i've got if i've eaten and i'm at near a toothbrush i will brush but i don't consistently do that so i'm twice a day and i, fl- I floss maybe once a day
1: oh you 're excellent. I should have you stand at the front of my practice showing everyone how to bro- how to floss most people don 't floss
0: well, I have to because my my teeth were so good for so long, and then I hit twenty two and i would ha- never had a filling i 'd never had anything, and they looked perfect and then I ended up now my mouth is full of fillings so uh-huh. i, I don 't obviously my diet was terrible up until twenty two and so I can see why I ended up getting lots of fillings, but I was just devastated because I was made it uh-huh. through all that time mm-hmm. and now I have a whole head full of them. And so I've, I've had to get good at flossing because I just don't want any more cavities.
1: So another point that I will make um... – since you brought it up, it's very interesting. There's a there's confusion there about how to prevent decay and how to prevent gum disease. Brushing and flossing
0: will not help you prevent decay. See, you're helping me. So what so what can I do? Sugar, just no sugar. It's sugar. It's the sugar. The
1: the way to prevent decay is to the, to minimize the frequency of sugar intake throughout the day. So oats uh, are not going to be a problem. They're not. They're not sweet enough. They're not sugary enough to cause uh, to cause decay. You, you really got to watch out for um, table sugar, uh, for all the syrups, molasses, agaves, uh, uh, dry fruit. Dry fruit is very concentrated, and it's also sticky. It'll stick to your teeth. It'll hang around for a while. It'll definitely cause decay. Obviously, the sweets that people know about, the the lollies, the chocolates, biscuits, blah, blah, uh, we know about those things. What people don't realise is that um, smoothies and smoothies, uh, although they do have fibre, fructose is released. Uh, when you blend um, smoothies. And I used to have smoothies myself and I just stopped. I had to stop uh, because the evidence is not in favour of smoothies. You should be eating uh, fresh fruit and fresh fruit does have natural sugars, but you just can't eat it all the time. And and unfortunately, if you do eat it all the time, uh, 15 or 17 times a day, like fruitarians do, they do develop decay. But if you If you eat it as a part of a balanced diet, and when I say balanced diet, we're talking about fruits, vegetables, legumes, and grains. And if you eat um, from all those food groups, you're just not going to be consuming that much concentrated sugar, and you're not going to develop decay, and you're not going to develop erosion. It's only when you start concentrating on certain food groups, um, in fact, evidence in favor of Fully fruitarian diet is not very good, um, and we see we see the damage from it.
0: Mm. I did hear um, there's a woman with MS who I follow, and she's she's great, but she she was on this podcast actually, and I don't think she has problems with it anymore. I don't know how what she's done because I haven't listened, but I remember her saying when she went on an orange an orange juice, she did like an orange juice. I think it was mostly orange juice diet for like however long however long she had Hashimoto's as well as m s and she said that her teeth she didn 't realize, and her teeth really badly disintegrated she disintegrated from having like a a week of or a month of orange juice only, and I was like, oh gosh i 'm never doing that
1: and the interesting thing is that it's probably it probably wasn 't the orange juice that helped her condition it was probably the fact that she was eating plant foods. The oranges, I guess, oranges are very healthy and very highly beneficial. But it's only when you have them non-stop and nothing else that's when it becomes problematic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend anyone listening to do it as an orange-only diet. But but, or, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll support Andrew Taylor's potato-only diet, but potato is
1: um, fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> <but> <laughs> not an orange-only diet, even though I, you know, I think she's a really, she's a really. She's very committed to healing, and so I understand that she was curious. And when you're very, very unwell, I understand that sometimes you can be willing to try a whole host of a whole host of things in on your journey to to healing. But yes, it's not my idea of a fun time just drinking orange juice. Elle recommended for for anyone's teeth, especially after listening to her story where her teeth terribly went. They went kind of grey. You know how they left the top kind of enamel well yeah you would know but i mean i noticed that they were gray on there
1: yes well uh, juices are highly acidic and they will just erode enamel and the fructose is um is damaging for
0: um for the liver as well mm. see we don't think about that as as well i think many of us don't think about what the liver does and what what happens to the liver when we put these foods into our bodies, these highly concentrated foods into our bodies?
1: When fruits, um, so we're so lucky to have uh, a whole scope of uh, foods available to us. We go to the supermarket, to the local grocer and we have all these fruits in and out of season. But when when we think about how we evolved and the fact that fruits were seasonal, uh, our ancestors didn't eat fruit all day, every day. And as, as highly beneficial as uh, fruits are, and I do encourage people to eat fruit throughout the day, but maybe not uh, 17 times a day, our bodies haven't evolved to, to be able to process that much sugar. You know, if one of our ancestors came across a berry bush, they would eat it all at once, and then they wouldn't, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have fruit for a little while. So it's just, just got to watch the the sugar intake. But fruit, fresh, whole, whole fresh fruit, is okay. It's the juices and the smoothies that are more problematic.
0: Yes, and so. When young children, so my son Iggy, I'm just going to, one of my greatest parenting shames, I'm just going to put my hand up to (laughs) it now. My son Iggy, he had beautiful, he had a broken tooth because he fell over in the front, but otherwise he had beautiful teeth. And then I noticed two cavities in his Mm -hmm. teeth when he was like six. And I honestly, Mm -hmm. I felt like... A child abuser. I felt so <laughs> I took it so hard. And I went to the dentist and a lot of my friends who had kids who ate junk food because their house so quote unquote healthy, you know, like I thought that we were doing such a good job and he'd had a lot of smoothies as a little kid, you know, because yeah. I was in that smoothie stage and Yeah. I thought we were doing such a good job. And so when I went in, yeah. in a, I said to the dentist, and a lot of my other friends who had, were less, you know, kind of obsessive than I am, they had coals in their teeth, kids' teeth and their kids had to go under anesthetic to get basically wow. a whole mouthful of protective coating put over their teeth. Sealants. And sealants mm-hmm. and a silver teeth. And had such a hard time. They uh, they do their very best, and they're great. She's a great mum, but I mean, I I just thought, well, maybe I I thought my diet, being a vegan, whole food, plant based diet, was the difference between her her children and my and my children. And so when Iggy got those two fillings, I was just devastated. And the dentist was just said to me, "I said, is this common? just a thing that happens to little kids nowadays?" And he said, "No," (laughs) and and wasn't at all comforting. And looked at me and totally. Perpetuated my own belief that I had been an absolute failure as a as a mother to my child. How interesting!
1: Mm-hmm. So the dentist wasn't helpful in educating you.
0: No, he just said it's not common, and I was and I was. She's like, it's from junk food, and I was thinking, well, my son has so little junk food; it must be from the fruit. Ah, uh, you figured it out.
1: That's there is so much misinformation about oral health out there. And I get these very otherwise very healthy people who come into my practice and they ask me the same questions. Why am I getting all this decay? I don't have any junk food. Well, you're probably getting it from juices and smoothies and all the syrups, some dry fruit um, instead of sugar, people are cooking with uh, dates, dry dates.
0: They are murder for your teeth. I know, and I've loved them so much. <laughs> they are delicious. <laughs> they are so much. When I went plant based, my mother in law said, Look, I know you can't have cake anymore but you can have dates and I remember thinking oh gosh I'm sure I've mentioned this podcast I thought oh gosh as if dates are gonna but they did end up filling the void for me she was right and I ended up replacing all of my everything with dates and bliss balls and and things and you know now I have all these cavities and um and yeah. Yes. yes. You're so right. you don't not, realize I mean, <laughs> a lot of the health food people, the YouTubers and everyone are all slamming dates. You know, they yeah. have so much dates. date smoothies, date balls, date slices, raw the raw vegan movement with so many date based desserts. Yes. Yes, I see them it's all the time. It's a nightmare for my teeth. And for my son's poor little baby teeth, even though I never really did much of the raw vegan desserts, but definitely did lots of bliss balls. Mm.
1: What we have to remember, and it's a little bit counterintuitive, is that not everything natural is healthy. And when you concentrate natural, it doesn't become any healthier because arsenic is natural. So we have to look at the evidence and what evidence tells us, sugar, is okay, it's uh, well processed by the body, as long as it's it, it's in moderation, uh, that it's not throughout the day, uh, not constantly. And the other thing to watch out for, Is added sugars in processed food if you go to the supermarket and you pick up just about anything off the shelf have a look in the ingredients don't worry about the table look at the look at the ingredients if it has added um, if it says sugar glucose fructose sucrose they're all forms of sugar and they will all add to the frequency. Remember, it's about the frequency of sugar intake. It's not about the amount. There, there might only be a little bit added to that particular product, but uh, it'll add to the frequency. So on the positive note, uh, we're talking about what causes decay, but on the positive note, what you can do is, um, I said before the four food choose from the four food groups: fruits, vegetables, fresh fruit that is, fresh fruit, vegetables, legumes, and grains. Now, how to satisfy that sweet tooth? Perhaps um, use you can use some stevia. Uh, stevia in small quantities has been demonstrated to be perfectly safe. If you have too much of it, it can also cause some problems. But um, I bake with stevia. I can put a little bit into my tea. Uh, so
0: it's one of the alternatives. So if you have a bowl of maple syrup – now, I don't always do this, but sometimes I do this. And, I look, I have gone through stages. I'm, not, I'm going to be full disclosure. I've eaten a lot of sugar. <laughs> I am not sweet enough and – I consume you know if I can put dates or date syrup or a maple syrup on most things i I don't do it all the time, but i am I've decreased it over time, but throughout my journey, coconut sugar sweeteners have been definitely a part of of of, of my transition from junk food vegan to whole food plant based vegan and and now i've I've cut back. I've cut way down, but unless I'm having like premenstrual cravings, where I'm, I'll make date balls or brownies or something with syrup in and Then, but I don't have any coconut sugar anymore. And i but I do have like a tablespoon of of sweetener on my oats most of, the of time. What sort of sweetener? Maple syrup or date syrup. Okay. Okay, and you're saying that, and I'm just thinking I'm killing my teeth. But would a Uh tablespoon a day, and just
1: okay? So one tablespoon. In fact, if you have to have sugar in the, you just so so addicted to those sweeteners. I would suggest two to get a bowl, to, to put all your dates there, to put all your dry plums and, and prunes and apricots and uh, cover them, season them with uh, maple syrup, with oh agave, with molasses, oh, and eat it all oh, at yuck. once.
0: Oh, gross.
1: And no more for the rest of the day. Oh, now, I am, of course, joking. I'm not recommending that. <laughs> but what I, what I am saying is that if you binge on it, once a day, and just make sure once a day you can do twice a day, even, but you just can't have sweets in, in even in small quantities throughout the day. Okay. That's what's gonna cause decay.
0: So, a tablespoon and maybe a banana later is totally fine, Is going to be fine. Okay, feel okay. But, now I'm thinking about my kids, but tell me your butt before I panic.
1: But usually. Uh, Usually, there's more sugar. You're thinking of that maple syrup because Mm. I've mentioned that, Mm. but there is probably more in your diet if you are getting decay. There is more, it's not just that.
0: Uh, But I, I, there is, I, there is because I, you know, every now and again I might grab a banana or I might grab an apple. And I've got my mother in law bought these. They're amazing. Someone at the farmers market has got kiwi berries, and I love them. Oh yes, I've tried them recently, mm, and I love them. And she has freeze dried kiwi berries, which aren't probably aren't for whole food plant based typically. But I know that they coat my teeth, but they're super sweet, and I put them. I've been sprinkling a tiny amount on my porridge because it's like amazing. But I know, even before I talk to you, that they must be giving my bad teeth bacteria an absolute field day
1: oh they are they so ha- are. hang on freeze dried as in they're dried they're not fresh they're freeze dried so they're crunchy they're turned into oh yes i know i know what you're that, talking that I crunchy talk about yes. you
0: know those yes murder murder, murder. <laughs> i i i know that they're murder Sorry, so she bought me one bag and i just love them and so i've given Ooh, they're nice. yeah, they're so them they're so crunchy and delicious and so but listening to you i'm just gonna say she, she bought she bought them for me for a treat and i'm just gonna say and so as now, a treat. so now as, no, a, as treat. a nightmare treat like i've talked about treats so often how bad they are and how they're not treats but This was a treat for me,
1: (laughs) a bad
0: treat treat for my teeth. And so I'm not going to get them anymore because they're only around for it. They are seasonal as far as the farmer's market goes. So that will be my last bag. And I won't torture my teeth with those freeze-dried, delicious, crunchy. (laughs) As a
1: treat, it's okay.
0: You reckon? Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: sometimes. My sometimes. kids don't
0: eat them because I'm literally hiding them from them because I want them whole uh-huh. thing. <laughs> I haven't even shown them to them because I'm like, these are delicious and I don't want you to have them, but uh, mummy will have these. <laughs> uh,
1: they are delicious. I mean, we
0: like sugar. Oh, gosh. We all like it. And the more concentrated, the yummier it is. Yes. So for people who have an a. a I don't know if you have the answer to this question, but I'm guessing you have lots of patients coming through. So, who have because we're all pleasure-seeking yes. hedonist sugar yep. fiends. Mm-hmm. Most people. Mm-hmm. What are your tips for people who need to decrease? You said stevia, and so that's a really great well, idea. Stevia. Stevia. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, there are other non-sugar sweeteners. Um, the they're, they're, you can buy them from the supermarket. Um, the interesting thing about some of them, they ha- there have been a few studies, well, actually quite a few studies. Is this like know.
0: xylitol and all of those things?
1: Xylitol, um, the, there are the isomol, there are quite a few of them out there. And saccharin, you can buy them. If you go to the supermarket and you look in the sugar, sugar section, there's a non-sugar uh, section in, in the sugar section. and the interesting thing about those, I've is, avoided uh, them
0: like the plague because they just seem so foreign and fake to me. But tell me your thoughts.
1: I would, I would question, I would question the notion that they're worse than sugar, because sugar is terrible. So they might even be a better alternative than sugar. But um, there's there have been studies done on these sweeteners in. Um, in america in uh, china in uh, canada and there seems to be a consensus that um, consumption of uh, of these non-sugar sweeteners in high doses seems to be correlated with irritable bowel disease and uh, um, certain types of inflammatory conditions so i am not um, advocating them But also the question is how much was consumed because when they do these um, these studies they often get people to consume coke that's been sweetened with these um, sweeteners. But if you have uh, if you sprinkle a little bit over your porridge, well that might um, not have the same effect. But um, stevia seems to perform better than um, these other sweeteners. And stevia, for those who don't know, is actually a plant. It's a, the stevia concentrate is ex- extracted from a stevia plant.
0: The, have you seen the plant? It's actually beautiful. My friend it is. had it you and it's it, beautiful, it. You it. and you can just pick yeah. the leaves off. And there's just sweet. put it in your tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a nice little plant, and uh, it seems it seems that consuming stevia in amounts um, less than two two cans of Coke a day is okay. And if you think about how much there is in those two cans of Coke, there's actually quite a bit. So I'm not saying you should be drinking Coke, but you can actually have some stevia in your tea uh, and coffee and over your porridge and you can bake with it as well. You can make cakes with it. And that's what I do. So I use stevia instead of concentrated sugars, and you can, I mean you're not going to ha- you're not going to be having sweets throughout the day, but that could be a, a very good way to minimise your sugar intake.
0: Okay, well, that's a good tip. Thank you. And I think it's very difficult because throughout all, yeah, there's so much conflicting information and so mm. out there about you know, how much sugar to have or not to have or how much fruit to have. You can eat fruit in abundance or you should limit fruit. And, you know, it's very confusing. Yes. All dietary information, I find, there's just so many much conflicting information out there. But I do, I have noticed myself with, you know, with weight, with weight loss and with, with with, with my teeth, I've noticed that for me too much sugar, it has stalled you know I was over 100 kilos and definitely I wasn't someone who was able to you know there's lots of raw foodists who eat tons and tons of fruit and I like you can eat 3,000 calories of fruit and not gain weight but for me I just gained (laughs) I just I just gained weight and my teeth really suffered so I for me a whole food plant-based you know rice brown rice potatoes vegetables oats they've been my saving grace and i really for me that's been what's worked what's worked the best and limiting my sugar as much as possible but i'm not at all an angel when it comes to sweeteners like i said i do like to make some oat pancakes some you know every now and again and have them with a little bit of maple syrup and blueberries on top because it's pretty amazing
1: have those blueberries put some stevia in them oh i'm finding that
0: well, I, well, probably is bad as well but i'm finding that i'm getting better at having it with just with some mashed banana on top and blueberries that i've even better that i've that i've like i've made mushy in the saucepan even better and i can cope i can cope with it with that with that amount of sweetener i think that that's that's pretty delicious still but i but i you know but i've With the kids still, I'm probably getting a bit because it's very tricky because you're so used to how you were raised and so you still parent your kids like, oh, maybe a little bit of maple syrup will be fine. But, you know, he had cavities and so now I'm thinking, well, no, it's not fine. And remember, when you try something new, it'll have a different
1: taste and a lot of people try Stevie and they say, oh, I don't like it. It's got enough to taste. Well, keep, keep persevering with it because after a month, taste buds start changing. When you go, when you get used to it and you go back to sugar, you'll actually think that sugar tastes
0: odd. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And my parents think that the food that I eat tastes, you know, not. They love Ranjit's cooking, but they don't love my cooking because I just make, I like to make, a, I'm a real Buddha bowl person. That's just what I like. I like a rainbow on my plate. I like a big of hummus, rice, broccoli, all different types of colours on my plate. But my parents are just meat and three veg type of folk and they like, Ranjit makes curries and they like curries, pasta, those types of things. And so they prefer his food. But, you know, for me, I would have preferred his food back in the day, but slowly my taste buds have transitioned and now I just want to eat. Good right. foods, wholesome food, Plant foods. That's just simple and plant foods. But I can see where they're coming from because I used to just want to eat, drink cans of V and eat bags and bags of jelly lollies while I studied and smoked cigarettes you know (laughs) like if I had a future me had have come along and said you're not going to be smoking and eating bags and bags of jelly lollies and cans of V as you do your uni assignments anymore you're going to be eating you know hummus and carrot sticks and apple slices with some almond butter I would have laughed at myself. (laughs) My future self, you do, you do change. You change so
1: much along the way. You do, and your taste buds change, and you you recognise different foods as, as um, tasty and wholesome. You, I have to, I have to say, you you just shocked me when you said that you used to weigh over hundred kilos.
0: I've seen you, and your treatment terrific, and I you've just shocked me. Oh, well, I was very unhealthy, very, very unhealthy for a long time. I just was depressed and I was an overweight kid. And yes, everyone who's familiar has heard my story. And it's episode 36 if you're wanting to go back and listen. Not you, I will. Not you, but it's episode 36 for anyone else. You can listen if you want, Alan, but you don't have. But yes, I was very, very unhealthy and overweight. And yeah this way a whole food plant-based diet did definitely help me in my own journey with obesity as well as multiple sclerosis and fibromyalgia and constipation and all these things but my teeth they have definitely been the last they they have got i'm going now every four months to get my teeth cleaned because i'm just so paranoid
1: so cleaning your teeth and brushing and flossing Will prevent gum disease, mm, not decay. Not decay. So, what you See, doing this is news brush... to me. Mm, it's news to a lot of people. So, when you're brushing your teeth and flossing, you are removing the plaque, the bacterial plaque build up on your teeth, which causes gum disease. But you're not actually uh, removing. Mm. Sugar and the when you think about it when you brush when you brush first thing in the morning there's actually no sugar in your mouth it's only sugar appears after your first um, maple, maple syrup meal with those and you're not actually brushing your teeth after that um, but um, I should but I just to. no you shouldn't
0: I should don't need to and okay. you shouldn't no Good. I just what hate happen, leaving the bedroom without with a gross Morning mouth. It's, uh,
1: yeah. The best time to brush your teeth is first thing in the morning when really? you wake up. Oh,
0: look at me. That was last a fluke. I'm so perfect. glad.
1: Or uh, last thing at night before you go to bed, and the reason for that is if you have something acidic in your meal, if you're having a salad with vinegar Uh, or something else for that matter. What what happens is those acids will demineralize um, the enamel of your teeth. And if you go brushing straight after, you'll actually scrape some enamel off. You're better off allowing enamel to remineralize, which will happen naturally uh, in about two hours. And then you can brush your teeth. So the best time to brush and floss your teeth is either first thing in the morning when you wake up before your first meal, Or last thing at night when you go to bed, at least two hours after your last meal.
0: So my brother, I have two questions for you. My brother carries a toothbrush in his pocket and he brushes just constantly after every food he touches.
1: Obsessive compulsive. (laughs) No need.
0: Absolutely No no need.
1: In fact, it's damaging
0: damaging okay I will pass that on (laughs) it is I love seeing it sticking out of his he's a very you know he's a businessman and he's um, (laughs) always in his fancy clothes and he has his toothbrush sticking out of his pocket all the time and I'm just like oh (laughs) gosh babe (laughs) but he's upset and my husband now Ranji edits this podcast he's going to listen to this so that's why I'm saying it he brushes immediately after both times he drinks coffee twice a day Milky soy milk coffees because that's his last that we call it cake because he has it as well with he has his coffees with coconut sugar they're terrible junk food cake coffees, and he's trying it he knows it's a bad habit but he's and he's trying to get away from it, but he um they're his parent par, parenting sleepless nights of young children crutch that mm-hmm. he's that he's yet to release relinquish from his life, but is he damaging his because he has terrible the coating the outer coating what's that called enamel the enamel on most of his teeth have has been worn away so he has very poor so is, is drinking the coating and then brushing because drinking the coffee and then brushing worse for his teeth than waiting
1: so coffee is not a problem for your teeth um the only concern that i'm I might have with that is the is soy milk. Soy milk is okay, but just um, have a look at what brand of soy milk um, that you're buying and have a look in the ingredients. Does it have added sugar? Because a lot of plant-based
0: milks. Mm, it does. Um, I know it does. It's bonsoy. Okay. So,
1: bonsoy? I'm not sure if bonsoy adds sugar.
0: Oh, okay, maybe they don't. I, I, I that, that's that, how. Just check it. I'll check it. I haven't. So if you're listening, maybe it doesn't.
1: Do, but I can't remember. I haven't bought those milks for years.
0: I don't drink. I only. I make it. I make if I'm going to have plant milk, which I very rarely do. I just make it from scratch. But he, that's his coffee milk from transitioning from non-vegan to vegan. That's the milk that he's found is the best in coffee.
1: Just have to make sure that it doesn't have added sugar, and if it doesn't, it's fine. And if you're making your own soy milk from scratch, that's perfectly fine. But uh, it's not. Um, it's not a. Um, so br- brushing his teeth after that is just not gonna help much.
0: At okay. All. So, but it's not gonna make it worse because you know how you said that it's damaging after if you do it immediately after food. It if can you be have damaging. something so, acidic. Okay. So the coffee is not a problem like that. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit, but not, um, okay. not. Not overly acidic. No.
0: All right, but he should do like I do and brush first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah, once a day. You don't need to do it twice a day. Once a day, um, but they need to be brushed well—not hard, but correctly—and your dentist can hopefully help
0: you with that. Oh yeah, yes. Okay. So you only need. To, so you're saying you only need to brush once a day. Yes, brush once a day and floss once a day. Correct. Well, there you go. See, I thought twice and twice, but mm. <laughs> once and once. Everyone, are you listening to Helen? You you are all much better than I am. Let's put it that way. I only
1: do it once a day.
0: Well, I like to go to bed with the clean mouth, and I like to wake up and have a clean mouth. But I mean, by all means, do that. Okay, all right. I don't know what it. I don't know why I have that habit, but I just. I got t- I just like I even. I like the tongue scraper as well. That <laughs> yeah. I like the whole thing. I just like to get everything out of my mouth. I think cause I'm a mouth breather. I think that that's Mm -hmm. part of my problem because that's particularly not great in the morning. (laughs) I don't want to be walking around kissing (laughs) my family with it.
1: You brush and floss your teeth twice a day, it's certainly not a problem, but you don't what I'm saying is you don't have to do
0: it. Okay. Well, that makes it a lot easier for everyone listening who's feeling like they can just relax with their once a day into once a day of brushing and flossing.
1: You don't have to carry toothbrushes with you. You you, you don't have to be obsessive about it, but you do have to watch Avoid your sugar. sugar.
0: All right. All right. It's funny how just little things like what you're saying, uh, like can help really click into place new habits. Do you know what I? Mm. Yeah, I feel like listening to you now. I'm just thinking. Well, now I feel a bit more convinced, and my drive for reducing sugar is increased because I am hoping that I can avoid. I look. I don't. I haven't had a cavity or a filling for a while, but I just. I just know that it just seems to be happening a lot since I – in the last 18 years I've had a lot of cavities and I keep thinking why I brush and floss and look after my teeth and I'm whole food plant-based, but if I'm having the smoothies and the dates and the sweeteners, then that's why.
1: Well, the way I understand whole food plant-based is the word whole is the key here. Uh, and when when we're eating smoothies and juices we're not necessarily eating whole whole means fresh
0: fruit yes Everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely have reduced my smoothies, so I'm not too worried because I haven't had them for ages, but I do think that you know I have still I still make some bliss balls for snacks for our family, and every now and again and I, I move from high fat ones, but I've added you know and changed them to you know oats and things, but they still have all the date dates in them, which are which I know I've always known aren't good for your teeth, but I've always been like, well oh, gosh I don't have any other junk food, so surely it'll be okay. But you're right, you're making me see. You're making me see (laughs) sense. (laughs) And I am not saying that you
1: cannot have any sweets at all what i'm saying is remember it's the frequency that's so significant if you're having something sweet look at it as a treat have it sometimes you don't need to fully eliminate it from your diet but uh, if your your um, meals throughout the day should be should be based on whole food plant based on fruits vegetables legumes and uh, grains i sound like a broken
0: record uh, we all do <laughs> yeah. we all do thank you so much helen now you are based in melbourne am i right i am yes so My where, where can people Paran find east. you sorry
1: Peran well, east Peran east well it's very easy to find me uh if you put uh, Dr. Helen Dentist uh, into uh, the Google search, I come up right away. So it's very easy to find me. I'm happy to, uh, to give advice. I often get contacted by vegans uh, on ethical issues as well as health. I am very happy to give advice. Um, there is lots and lots to know about all health, about saturated fats, and we've only spoken about sugar, but there are so many other things to know.
0: And You'll have to come back to on have... the show. It's just we've already been talking for so long. Yes, yes, <laughs> I yes. could talk about this all day as well. I, it's, fascin- it's fascinating. So, Calcium. Calcium's another one. Oh, my gosh. See? Okay, so in your three biggest tips, can you cover calcium? <laughs>
1: oh, calcium. Gosh, I, no, I, I don't think I can in oh the three biggest tips. But no. I, if you like, I can cover calcium. Yes, please. Uh, that would be great. Okay, quickly. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Thank you. Bones are dynamic. Bones require calcium from the diet all the time. Um, teeth are not they form when we're very young, they they still form and reform to some degree, but only on the surface uh, of the tooth. Uh, so what you put in your mouth is more important than what, what you're ingesting. So in other words, calcium that you are eating and drinking is not necessarily making your teeth any stronger. Teeth are um, avascular what that means is there is blood supply to your teeth but it doesn't circulate throughout the 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 hard tooth tissue so you actually can't deliver that calcium to enamel and dentine it's the biggest myth that you need to drink milk to um to keep your teeth healthy Mm. Uh, so what you really need to do is to to watch towards sugar intake, as I've already covered. But uh, calcium isn't, calcium intake is very important for young children who have developing teeth. But for adults with formed dentine and enamel, it's not as important. Uh, and calcium from dairy is pack, packed, um, as we all know, with some nasties, um, hormones, hormones. Um, saturated fats and all these other things that we know about that are detrimental to our health why not pick a a calcium source that um, doesn't have those nasties that um, that's packed with folate and potassium and uh, uh, so all these things are important and good sources of calcium are um, kale, sweet potatoes, um, greens, um, Chinese greens, um, sesame seeds, nuts, tofu. These are all excellent sources of calcium. You don't need to drink milk um, to, to have your teeth healthy. Just remember that calcium that you're having from your diet is very important for your bones but not as important for your teeth
0: yes okay and i love that because like my mother who's not vegan her doctor you know was saying to her about her bone health and that she needs to take calcium supplements now and all these things and i was talking to her about that i sent her links about all the plants that have calcium in in them but it's still such a you know, he was saying about dairy initially, and she said that she's she has eliminated dairy. My mother, and it's so challenging to, to as as a child of some of a you know of a parent who's learning this stuff when they go to a medical practitioner who says everything against what you normally Mm -hmm. talk about. So it's, it's good to have you on the show and talking about calcium and the sources as well, just so I can reiterate it to my mum that another health professional is talking about calcium coming from plants and not just from dairy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's, it's a myth.
1: Mm, yes. And when we, ha- we, when we didn't have evidence, we, uh, we could be forgiven for thinking that calcium from dairy is the best source, but uh, we've got the evidence. We, we, we're getting estrogens with that, um, with that particular source of calcium. Estrogens are saturated fats, and saturated fats play a role in the inflammation, which uh, plays a role in advanced gum disease as well.
0: So how does that happen In the gut. Oh, how does that
1: happen? So, um, saturated fats. That's a complicated question.
0: So that was a complicated question for someone who's trying to wind up the podcast. Sorry.
1: Saturated. I'll try to be as brief as possible, although I'm known for uh, not being very good at that. Uh, Saturated fats cause inflammation in the body, and they, um, as a result of that. we have inflammatory cytokines, and these cytokines, they um, destroy tissue, and they, they break down tissue, and um, they, um, they break down periodontal tissue, which is our gums, and they play a big role in gum disease, in breakdown of, um, of the gums. Now, plant based diets reduce these inflammatory cytokines and they um, reestablish balance between damaging free radicals in the body and um, healthy antioxidants. So plant-based diet in other words reduces inflammation and reduces the severity and the incidence of um, periodontal disease or gum disease in other words.
0: Thank you, thank you for sharing. that. Was very that was very succinct. I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. And I didn't know. Well, I remember listening to you talk about it in their lecture that you did at this young young at heart symposium. But um, I think for many of us, we never think. I, I, it's funny how we just don't think about our teeth and gums, or the way our body functions really at all until it malfunctions. Ah. Uh precisely mm. precisely mm. and the whole body
1: is connected just because there's a there's a liver doctor and there's a heart doctor and there's a dentist and it doesn't mean that these are different um, different parts they all worked they all work in unison with each other and bacteria in the mouth is connected with bacteria in the gut that's connected with bacteria in the heart uh, and it all everything works together so when we look at health we have to look at it uh in a in a wholesome sort of way
0: i love that and i think that that's why i'm so, i so love having well people like yourself but also like lifestyle medicine practitioners people who do look at the whole because you, we we have to we we are a whole organism and it is so i think it's been such a detrimental thing that we have separated out in the medical industry, our separated our, our healthcare into specialists of parts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in lots of ways. Obviously, we need people who are specialists, but I wish that they could see the whole as well as the, the part that they're an expert in. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Now, before you go, your three biggest tips for anyone who's wanting to, I guess, adopt a whole food plant-based diet, in general, but specifically in your area of expertise for their oral care? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's um, it's a little bit
1: hard to um, to get my advice down to three points, but mm. I will. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel that by doing so, I might be neglecting other important uh, points. But Everyone I, contact
0: I <laughs> Helen and get all the rest of her points because she's got a lot of great things to say.
1: Okay, let's, um, let's focus on, um, on just the three that I can think of. Sugar is number one. I think um, most of our podcast today was on uh, sugar, and I hope everyone understands the, um, the significance of sugar intake in your oral health, but not only oral, but overall health. Uh, number two would be acids, dietary acids, um, juices and um, smoothies. And also just be a little bit careful with vinegar. Yes, you can have them, but in moderation. And remember not to brush your teeth after you have an acidic meal. That's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. And the third point would be good oil. Uh, Home care, good oral hygiene, brushing and and flossing. I should emphasize that once a day, at least once a day. You can do twice a day, but it's not necessary. Once a day is enough. Uh, But how you do it is also very important. Ask your dentist how to do it effectively or just look up online. Uh, you got to do it well, you've got to do it effectively, otherwise you will develop gum disease.
0: Mm. Can I ask, is there a toothbrush that you would recommend? Yes, the cheapest.
1: The cheapest. <laughs> and the softest.
0: And the cheapest and softest. So if I, because I like to use the, the timber ones that are less going into landfill, and they fine? Do they have to have all the plastic bits and the gadgets and the no. you know? Because my, hus- my husband's very paranoid about them being, you know, Colgate and having all the rubber and the bristles and the shapes and fancy things. A toothbrush is it? My, a my wooden plain one. See, thank you, cheapest and softest. Yeah, and if it's biodegradable, um,
1: I would prefer that. And if it's uh, made by a company that um, considers ethics, I would certainly recommend them. Um, Mine is and does,
0: so that's what I've got. Perfect.
1: But Ranjit, because he's had such,
0: yes, Ranjit's had such bad teeth, he just says to me, you know, I can't risk it, I have to. He's using... Oh, and the toothpaste? What do you recommend for people's toothpaste?
1: Okay, uh, that's a very good question. Actually, I didn't think of that. Me neither. The, oh, just
0: now, when I went to the toothbrush <laughs> and just thought a toothpaste because I use. Well, sometimes I, I flick between ones that I make myself and ones that I, I buy at the supermarket. But Ranjit's dentist has given him, you know, a strengthening Colgate thing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to know your opinion.
1: There are two uh, purposes to toothpaste. One is to deliver fluoride to your teeth and two is to give you a minty, fresh breath. Now, if you are not suffering from bad breath, you don't need to worry about the second one. And the first one is... Uh, There's a little bit more to it. If you don't want fluoride in your uh, toothpaste and diet, by all means, filter it out, exclude it, don't buy fluoridated toothpaste, but only if you're having a healthy diet with absolutely minimal sugar. If you're not having the sugar that's gonna cause all the damage, you don't need fluoride to counteract that damage. Fluoride is only there to counteract the damage of sugar and strengthen your teeth don't need it but if you are having a, a, a diet full of sugar fluoride is going to be immensely helpful
0: oh my goodness you have just exploded my brain uh, if you are transitioning from a
1: Western diet to a healthier diet I would recommend to continue using a fluoridated toothpaste um, and the brand that comes to mind is white glow um, it is a vegan product. I so I can recommend it, and it it is fluoridated. Now, once you are um, content that you are eating a very healthy diet and you've excluded the major main sources of sugar, then you can um, you can use a non-fluoridated toothpaste or not use toothpaste
0: at all. Really, no Mm. toothpaste at all. There you go. This is fascinating. But I'm glad I asked that question because I had no idea. So you can just brush with water if you're just eating a very sugar-free diet. Yes. You just
1: have to disrupt that plaque. And that that way you're going to prevent and treat gum disease. The f- fluoride in your
0: toothpaste is to to minimise decay. Thank you so much, Helen. I'm so glad I asked extra questions at the end. It's a pleasure. It was so wonderful talking to you and having you on the show. I can't wait to have you back one day. Oh, thank
1: you very much. It's been a pleasure and I I love talking about these things. So it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for inviting me, Corinne.
0: Thank you so much, Helen, for coming on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. I very much enjoyed talking to Helen and hearing so many things that I'm going to be now incorporating into my oral care regime Including just really being conscious of how much sugar I'm having in the day, because as Helen said, we don't we think we're having a small amount, but you know if you add up all the pieces of of fruit, and the, if you have a smoothie or you have a, a dessert during the day or whatever, or a dessert in the evening, you end up having a lot. And it, if if two if I'm gonna try and commit to two a day. I think that that's doable and it would be so good for my health overall and I'm very happy to avoid any further. Even though I don't actually hate going to the dentist, but I just would like less of my teeth to be fillings. That would be ideal. So, and I'm definitely going to think more about it with my children. So thank you all for listening and please share this episode with your family and friends if they've got terrible issues with their teeth or they're struggling with ongoing cavities issues like I have it's a really good episode I think it's helpful and maybe they'll learn something and maybe they'll improve their dental hygiene and maybe my brother who'll never listen to this show maybe he'll put his toothbrush out of his pocket and just live a regular life like ordinary non obsessed with cleaning their teeth people Uh, yes so thank you again and